Welcome to Have You Heard, the AABP podcast. My name is Dr. Fred Gingrich, and I'm the executive director of AABP. Today I am joined by two student AABP members who are going to talk about student externship opportunities. I think it's important for AABP members to listen to these students discuss some of the challenges they find in securing externships, specifically financing those externships. These students both participated in paid summer student externships, which they believe was a great benefit to not only them, but also the practices. Stay tuned to listen to these students talk about these opportunities that they experienced. I want to welcome you both to our program. I'm always excited to talk to the future of bovine medicine, and we have a couple of veterinary students with us today that are going to introduce themselves, and we will start off with Mary Cody. Mary, do you want to introduce yourself, please? Hi. So I'm Mary. I grew up in a small town in southwest Wisconsin called Pretty Sheen. I actually grew up on a pretty small dairy farm. After high school, I went to River Falls, and afterwards I went to UW-River Falls. I majored in dairy science, and now I'm a third-year veterinary student here at UW-Madison. Well, great. Uh, thanks for your time this evening, Mary. And we usually do student podcasts recording in the evening because they're so busy during the day. Uh, so I appreciate both of your time. Caitlin Reinhardt is our next guest. Caitlin, can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, um, my name is Caitlin. I grew up in central Minnesota, Richmond, um, a small town. I did not grow up on a farm, however. Um, I did my undergrad in Morris, Minnesota, um, and I majored in biology. And I'm currently at the University of Minnesota, um, graduated in 2024. All right. Well, you're, you're, uh, uh, both of you are nearing the end of the first part of your career, uh, and we're looking forward to you joining AABP as cattle veterinarians when you graduate. So let's start off, and, and Caitlin, we'll start with you. So what do you want to do when you graduate from veterinary school? Um, right now, the plan is to do some kind of rural mixed um, in central Minnesota, preferably where I did my summer externship, actually, um, and then work with dairy cattle, as well as some of the small animals in clinic. So. Well, great. And uh, Mary, how about you? What do you want to do when you graduate? So following graduation, I'd like to stay in the Midwest region. I'm not too picky on the state, but I want to primarily work in a dairy cattle practice where majority of the work is working with cattle. Yeah, well, great. Job market is wonderful right now for students, and I'm sure you'll both uh, uh, find what you want to do. Um, the theme of our podcast today is we're talking about externships. This is kind of a follow-up from Dr. Godden's president's message where she talked about veterinarians and, and the uh, benefits of offering paid summer externships. And so we're going to touch on that a little bit. But Mary, let's start with you and Talk about some of those externship experiences you've had uh, in veterinary school. 
Yep. So I've actually been able to source one every single summer and all of them has been paid. So they are out there. They are just a little bit difficult to find. So I started out working for Wholesome Dairies. They actually have a veterinary staff there that I was able to work under and really get the flow of a larger dairy working day to day and seeing what those vets do. I also worked for Riverview. And then I also this past summer have worked for Valley Veterinary Clinic, which is a veterinary clinic up by Seymour, Wisconsin, that primarily does dairy medicine. And it was awesome spending time with them. Yeah, that's a good tip right now. If you're if you're listening, students, uh, uh, number one, externships are very important. Uh, but number two, great suggestion, Mary, about going and working for a dairy if you're interested in dairy practice or a feedlot if you're interested in feedlot medicine. So you get a little bit different perspective when you're working at the dairy versus for the veterinarian for the dairy. So great tip there. Caitlin, talk about some of your externship experiences. So I have not had as many externship experiences. Um, The first one that I really had like as a paid externship was this previous summer. Um, And there I was able to work and follow large animal uh, veterinarians. I was able to kind of get my hands in on some stuff and really have that hands-on experience that I was looking for um, that I really, I personally did struggle to try to find that throughout my um, vet school most of the stuff that I was finding was non-paid shadowing. You just didn't get that hands-on experience. So, Yeah, and that's a, a great segue into our next question, Caitlin, and I'll start with you. You know, you mentioned you didn't get to go on as many externships. There were some challenges in finding paid externships. What are some of the challenges that students face when they're trying to secure externships, in your opinion? Uh, I think the biggest one, especially for large animal, is there's just not a lot of opportunity, especially for paid things, Mm -hmm. which as vet students, summertime is kind of that time to work and get some of that payment. Um, And it's just very difficult, um, especially if you are limited in where you're living, if there's just not any around you, um, not a lot of places, you know, offer housing or stuff like that. So, yeah. And how, how about you, Mary, what are some of the challenges that you have identified in, in, in doing externships as a veterinary student? Yeah. And bouncing off of her, it's definitely the sourcing part. I've definitely Mm -hmm. have some unique ways that I had to source mine, which we can talk about later, but also lodging, the being able to find somewhere, you know, if you want to do large animal, that means you're out in the country, you're in a rural area, there's not always just a hotel nearby that you can grab. Places like Airbnbs are available, but they are expensive. And not every clinic offers or has somewhere. So I think that that can kind of be a bottleneck for clinics being able to bring in students or attract students to come spend some time with them is simply just not offering a place to stay. Great points. I want to remind our listeners, if you're a veterinarian and you're an AABP member, you can list your externship on the um, AABP site so students can find you. Uh, And students, look there. So we'll link that site. You know, that's a great comment about lodging because I found that when I was in private practice, that was some of the impediments for me getting student externs into my clinic. Uh, And so in our small animal practice, 
We had a, a, a sleeper sofa in the staff lounge area, uh, a little mini kitchen, which is basically a, a, a small oven and a microwave and a fridge. And then we had a bath, a, a full bathroom. It's really all students need. They're happy to be there. If they have a place to eat and clean up, they're good. So uh, be creative veterinarians and, and figure out how you're going to do that lodging. Um, but Another thing that you both identified was was pay, uh, and that certainly is a challenge when you have to make the decision between getting veterinary experience and making money for the summer. Uh, paid externships are one way to alleviate that challenge for students. So let's, uh, um, Mary, tell us where did you go for your paid summer externship, and then how did you find them? Yeah, so I'll just talk about my most recent one at mm-hmm. Valley Vet out of Seymour, Wisconsin. So I actually found them through connecting with one of their doctors at the AABP conference. I was on a connecting flight out there to Salt Lake City and last year and bumped into Dr. John and started harassing him over the connecting flight about coming out and shadowing at that clinic. It was this clinic I wanted to come out and see for a while. They didn't take shadows over COVID, which I think also really hit hard during our vet school career, but yes. just going out, talking to people and just being open and asking. I've honestly have never had a vet tell me no, that I couldn't come out and shadow and spend time with them. But sourcing wise for, and sourcing wise for them coming out and just talking to them, figuring them out, saying, hey, I'm interested in doing an extended externship. Are you guys offering anything? And actually, at that time, they were still in the works of putting one together. You know, they kind of wanted to, but wasn't really sure about how they would find students for it. And just so going out and networking is typically how I've been able to find majority of mine. And students, if you're listening, uh, after May 4th, we will open our registration for Milwaukee. That's a great place uh, to do what Mary did and and meet veterinarians uh, who are AABP members and network out there. Caitlin, uh, talk about your summer externship. Where was it and uh, and, um, how did you find them? Yeah, so um, my summer externship was done in Watkins, Minnesota at Animals, Inc. Um, I primarily was at their Watkins location, but I did kind of sift through their other locations. Um, And I found them through talking to my professors. Um, Second year, I was really trying to nail down something to do over the summer, whether that was a paid externship or just some way to get more experience. Um, And through talking to a professor, he was able to connect me with somebody um, and that location actually just started taking um, summer students. Um, it's something that after this past summer, they do plan to continue, which I think is really cool too. So, Yeah, that is cool. That's great. Um, Caitlin, talk about, you know, what was your typical day like on the externship and, uh, you know, what type of experiences did you gain there? And was it were you able to, you know, you said it was paid. Was it, was it more like a job? Did you have job duties or did you have plenty of times to kind of learn as a veterinary student as well? Yeah. So, um, Watkins is a mixed animal clinic. Um, and so they took on two summer externs, um, me and one of my classmates. And so we switched, um, one of us was always on the truck and one of us was in the clinic. Um, when we were on the truck following the large animal vet, we did a lot of learning. Um, it was 
going to the farms, learning what they were doing, getting really hands-on. When we were in the clinic, it was partially helping out the technicians. Um, In the mornings, we were getting taught how to do surgeries. Um, But in the afternoon, we really were taking on some of that tech role and working. Um, So I think it was a good balance. You know, Um, we were able to provide employment, um, like help and stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they were able to teach us. So that sounds like a win-win. That's, that's great. Uh, (laughs) Mary, how about you? What, you know, what, uh, what was your typical day like and, 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 and follow up on what Caitlin said about the job versus the experience? Yeah. So mine actually looked a little bit different than hers. I actually had a project emphasis while I was there working with Valley Vet. Um, I chose my project with them and we kind of worked together on it. I calculated cost per pound of gain through weaning in dairy heifers at a couple farms. So three days a week, I would go out with a technician and work on my project on my various farms that I was doing it and collecting data and auditing different things with them. And then the other two days of the week, I would simply be riding along with one of the veterinarians, which was awesome to have that balance of having that independence of working on my own and doing my own project, but then also having those two days a week to come back and truly be that shadow and get to learn the more basic hands-on things like herd health checks, sick work, and all those types of things that can make vet work so much fun. Yeah, that's cool. That. The project idea is a really neat idea. I did that with a couple of my uh, um, veterinary student externs too, so that's that's pretty cool. And students also don't forget that uh, um, the cases you see on externships or research projects, uh, you can enter them in our student case competition for the conference. So uh, that's a um, a cool way to present some of those projects that Mary was just talking about. Okay, both of you are students. You've been on externships. Let's give some advice to uh, older colleagues. Uh, What are some tips uh, for veterinarians who may want to set up this type of program, Mary? You know, what what should they offer and what should they do to make that a valuable experience? Yep, definitely. I think first and foremost, a conversation should be had of how exactly does the student and the veterinarian both just define success of the experience and just kind of making sure we're on the same page. I really like the idea of setting three goals specifically that the student wants to achieve and then working with that veterinarian to ensure that the student is getting what they want out of the externship. But I also really did enjoy the project and the split ways during the week. So and just having that good communication between the student and that to ensure that the student is comfortable going out and doing a couple of things on their own, but always has that support of the veterinarian that they're working with and under. Yeah. Caitlin, how about you? What, what do you think makes these programs successful that veterinarians should consider? Um, I really have to agree with Mary, just having that open conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, everyone's at a different place in, their experience and their vet career um, and knowing where you want to focus your attention on can be really helpful, especially um, when you're going out to the farms and the places like that, like where do they need to stop and slow down and kind of explain more things and where can they take it a step further? 
I think that is a really great tip, Caitlin, and that communication uh, that both of you mentioned. Uh, but make sure, veterinarians, that you give the students permission to ask questions and also uh, tell them it's okay to say they're uncomfortable doing something. Um, that's how we also prevent injuries. Uh, you just have to, and students, be, don't be afraid to speak up. You know, sometimes a question may be better outside of the client's presence, uh, and you'll learn that. But if you ever feel like you're in an uncomfortable situation and you don't know what you're doing, stop and tell the veterinarian that's supervising you that you need some assistance. So those are some really great points. And, and Caitlin, as a student, I always say externships are a two-way street. Mentorship is a two-way street. Um, let's give some tips to students. What do they think uh, or what do you want to tell them when they're going on externships? How can they make it a better experience? Um, just like you said, it's a two-way street. You're going to get out of it what you put in it. Make sure you're asking questions and you're really going in there. And if you know the veterinarian that you're following is doing something cool, maybe ask them more questions or ask if you can get your hands on some things. Um, just really taking that initiative is key. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mary, what, what do you think uh, advice for students about how to uh, make sure they're getting the most out of their externship? Yeah, I like that word initiative that Caitlin used. I think that a lot of it does come down to coming out, being present and being there first of all, but also then going out, asking the questions that you don't understand, because at the end of the day, you're not going to become the veterinarian that you want to become if you don't ask those questions. And there's no such thing as a stupid question. I'm sure we've all asked them before, but just asking those questions and pushing forward and being present. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all great tips. And uh, as we wrap up uh, our podcast today, I'm sure there was lots of really neat things that you did or you saw or an interesting case uh, or workup that you did while you were out at your practices doing these paid summer externships. Mary, what was the coolest thing that uh, you did or saw? Yeah, so it's not actually a case, but it was something that I did not expect to be doing during the externship as I actually got to be a part of the AVMA photo shoot, which did not anticipate being a model at all during <laughs> my experience, but it was fun. It, it was interesting. But, you know, outside of that, it really just came down to the multiple small tips that I got that I think really made it the most memorable experience for me. You know, those little small tips about like, hey, my arms aren't as long as there's something else I can do. It's just those everyday day in, day out learning that you just get only hands on. Caitlin, how about you? Um, so I was able to scrub in on a couple surgeries. And I think the most interesting one was just a limb amputation, uh, something I hadn't seen before and actually got to scrub in and like participate and do some of it. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. That's what's one of the nice things about mixed animal practices, that variety of cases you get to see. Uh, so that is cool. I really want to thank uh, not only our students, uh, uh, Mary and Caitlin, who participated in the podcast, but also those veterinary practices that hosted them on these summer externship experiences. Uh, I just think that externships are so important. 
They're important to students because they get out and they get to see what we're doing in bovine practice. I really think that externships for veterinarians are really one of the best ways for you to find an associate. It's also one of the best ways for us to improve recruitment and retention in cattle practice, which we all know is a significant problem right now. And I think if we can demonstrate uh, to the next generation of veterinarians, uh, regardless of their background, uh, what we're doing in bovine practice, we all think it's pretty cool, and I think they will too. But both of these students tonight uh, identified the challenges that they face. And it's very difficult to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and see what uh, uh, they're experiencing and feel what they're experiencing. So some of the things that they mentioned were sourcing, finding the externships, uh, lodging. I think that that is something that we can be creative and work to provide uh, housing for our students, either in our clinic or perhaps in our home, or maybe partner with a local university with dormitory housing or something, or even at one of your clients' uh, houses. I think those are all opportunities for us to look at. And then finally, they said the money, uh, trying to find, you know, paid externships so they were able to make a little money for their living expenses through the school year and help them in their uh, uh, current financial situation. So figure out how you can pay some of these students that are coming to stay with you and develop those relationships. I also want to remind our students that AABP provides up to $1,000 in externship funding. Uh, so in the spring, we have $25,000 to award to students. And if you go to the students menu of the website under the uh, externship grant page, you can uh, submit that application and that is open now. And again, I want to remind our veterinarians as well as students to check out the externships uh, site, which is uh, on under the students menu too. Uh, so students can find your externship, find out what you're doing in practice. Mary and Caitlin, thanks so much for joining me tonight and talking about the importance of externships. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, thank you.